to the Daily Buzz. The Utah-born Berlin candy bomber was eulogized and buried in Provo on Tuesday. U.S. Air Force cargo pilot Gail Harrison was remembered as a man who, and I quote, changed the world in big ways and small ways. Halverson received his nickname and international fame for dropping treats to children during the Berlin airlift in 1948 and 49. His efforts during the airlift made him a hero to Germans and foster a relationship between the two countries just years after the Second World War. Next, journalist Zach Podmore talked snowpack, hydropower, and the principle of supply and demand with Colorado River Studies professor Jack Schmidt from Utah State University. Hi, I'm Zach Podmore in Bluff, Utah. I am joined today by Jack Schmidt, professor of Colorado River Studies at Utah State University, who has recently released two white papers on Colorado River issues. Thanks for talking to us today, Jack. Glad to be here, Zach. So listeners are likely aware that we've seen a serious dry spell across Utah since early January, with the exception of some storms this week. What is the current state of snowpack in the Colorado River Basin, and how might that affect Lake Powell this year, which is already at its lowest level since it first filled in the 1960s? Well, there's no doubt that uh, in very early January, we were feeling pretty good about ourselves and the snowpack in the watershed that drains to Lake Powell. But unfortunately, since the first week of January, it's hardly snowed at all, either in Utah or in the Colorado Rockies in the state of color in the state of Colorado. And we've gone from being substantially above average conditions in early January to now being um, in another dry year, we're at about 30% of uh, snowpack conditions average for the last 30 years of data. The snowpack as we speak is essentially right where the snowpack was last year at the same time. We're not in good shape and uh, we want to keep hoping that we get late snows. So a white paper you released earlier this month with 11 colleagues references what you call a supply-demand imbalance in the Colorado River Basin, meaning water consumption is exceeding the amount of water that's actually available in the river. Why is there a lack of balance and what would need to happen if we wanted to get it back? Well, it's, it's really a very simple uh, matter. Um, each of us lives on a budget. Each of us has an income that we generally keep track of in a checking account. And each of us spends money for food and shelter and clothing and everything else. But we have to balance what we spend with what our income is. And since approximately the year 2000, runoff in the Colorado River Basin has been significantly less than it was during the 20th century. Uh, since uh, the year 2000, runoff into Lake Powell has been 14% less than was the average inflow between 1930 and 1999. So in other words, the income to the checking account is less. And 
at some point now, we are essentially spending more. We are using more, consuming more water than is the natural runoff in the system. In the year 2000, approximately, the reservoirs of the Colorado River system were full. And the way that the reason that we could spend more out of the checking account than was our income is we drained the balance of the checking account. And now the reservoirs are very low. Lake Powell is, as we speak, on the order of 26% of full capacity. It's only a few feet above a level which triggers tremendous concern. And we're beginning to flirt with the possibility of not being able to produce hydroelectricity at Glen Canyon Dam. So what does it take to, to change that? Um, in the long term, we have to reverse the adverse effects of a warming climate because it's a warming climate that's leading to the reduced runoff in the basin. But in the near term, over the few next few years, we have no choice. We have reservoirs that are getting dangerously close to being empty, and we have yet another likely year of low inflows. And that means we have to consume less water. Always great to hear your insights, Jack. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. Zach, thank you for uh, talking. And two National Guard Blackhawk helicopters crashed near skiers at Snowbird on Tuesday. Breaking news reporter Jordan Miller has more. This is Jordan Miller, and I'm a breaking news reporter with the Salt Lake Tribune. Two Utah National Guard Blackhawk helicopters crashed near Snow Basin Resort between Little Codwood Canyon and American Fork Canyon on Tuesday morning. No one was hurt, but a witness said one of the helicopters crashed within feet of a group of people. The helicopters were attempting to land at an improved landing zone about 150 yards from the ski area as part of a routine training. During the attempted landing, the helicopter's rotor downwash kicked up a cloud of fresh snow, likely causing the first Blackhawk to lose sight of the ground. That helicopter's rotor flew off and struck the second Blackhawk. Officials said the crash is under investigation. You can check out Jordan's full story at sltrib.com. Health officials reported 2,068 new COVID-19 cases over the holiday weekend, with nearly 850 of those cases happening Friday. As of Tuesday, 415 people remain hospitalized because of the pandemic, and almost 61% of the state is now fully vaccinated. This is the last week the state will be reporting COVID-19 case counts. That's it for Wednesday. If you're not already talking to your friends about the Daily Buzz, we'd greatly appreciate it. And go ahead and share with them that we're on their favorite podcast apps. And we do want to hear from you. If you've got some feedback, give us an email at thedailybuzz at sltrib.com. I'd like to thank the Tribune's Shaw Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz and the local band, the Pelicants, for our music. Have a good day, folks. <laughs>